Blog Talk Radio. edition of the uh, Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Happy Friday. was ordering, 
I saw her, you know, and people, it's so funny how, and I'll get y'all input on this. It's funny how people perceive us as black people in a certain way. But as black people, we got their number the minute we lay eyes on them. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we're just waiting for them to fall in, in the slots that we know they're going to fall in. Mm-hmm. So so I ordered, uh, they had a little special, it was like five pieces for $6. And I ordered a small fry and a small drink. Now, I was wondering why she didn't give me my cup while she was preparing my other food. Mm-hmm. And she dumped my, I said it's for here. And and she dumped my fries in a bin there, a decent, a big amount. I wasn't going to eat all the fries. I mean, who the hell eats all fries a lot? A lot of fries. Anyway, all right, because the fries are going to do with this story on the on the back end. Anyway, so when she did all that and put on the tray and hand to me, I said I had a small drink. Just you didn't, you didn't say no drink. I mean, just evil, just vicious. Like, like she's going to control my black ass. Before I come out of my bag or something like that, because, you know, the sad part about a lot of people is that they run into a lot of black people every day. And we are we come in so many different colors and flavors mm-hmm. and especially the young people come in there. The young boys got their look and their flavor and their language and their millennium, whatever. And that's just them. Mm-hmm. It's their time. Okay. But if this 35, 40 year old woman is a mutt from somewhere between the Philippines and, and, and fucking, uh, what, uh, Colombia, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I mean it. Her father could be Filipino and her mother could be Colombian and she's a mutt. You know, okay. you go to the ASPCA to get a dog and if it's not a pure breed, what is it? It's a mutt. Mm-hmm. All right. Means that it's got nine different sperm cells up in it. Anyway. Uh, now getting back to this woman. Now, I said, where's my drink? And she said, oh, you didn't order a drink. I said, I did order. I didn't charge it. So now here's the kicker. I showed her my receipt, and it wasn't on there, so she must didn't hear me. But you know what she did? She said, oh, you ordered a small fry. She took the fries, and she put it in a tray, and she dumped some back in this fryer. She said, what? I gave you too many. You just had a small Really? I said to myself, what the fuck was that about? Now you're going to take fries that you already handed You handed to me on the counter. Now you're going to pour fries back in there. So at that point, all your professionalism was out the fucking window. Because you, in the, in the age of COVID, you grabbed, you grabbed my fries. I mean, I hadn't taken to my seat. But you grabbed my basket of fries off my tray and dumped them in there because you saw small on my receipt. Now, the whole time, you never oh, gave me any kind of customer service. Right. You looked at me like I was a black man okay. that you just wanted to keep at bay when I really didn't come in here to mean no harm. Mm. And it's, mm-hmm. it's so funny how we always end up, and, and my input to you guys is, we always end up, do you agree that we always end up on the wrong side of stuff after somebody else? has obviously done us in from the beginning. You know what I mean? They had no love from us from the minute we was ordering, and we're trying to throw our mother's love out there when we ordering, trying to be professional and everything else, but nobody sees that. They just see black skin Negro. Does he have money? How's he going to pay? You know what I mean? The, the, the vibe is unbelievable. Okay. What do you think? Go ahead. Uh, what uh, do you think? Go ahead. I... Uh, 
I'm at a loss because I can't believe that she actually took the fries back off the tray. Because at that point, I just no, she didn't take them. She 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 took them. I mean, dumped them back off. She dumped some off. I'm saying to reduce small. However, she did it to reduce what was already on your tray. She made the mistake and put that quantity of fries on there in the first place. She should have just let that go. That was her mistake. Right. If she put the wrong quantity, that should have been like, oh, okay, well, I already did it now. That was my mistake. So she's the authority figure in the room. I looked over at a young black girl working there, little little Spanish guy working there. Everybody in that store was beneath her as far as she's concerned. Well, to answer the question, I think that we as a people are expected to, I'll use air quotes, behave ourselves. So when you come into a place, you know, whatever the place, the business establishment you're in, people expect us to, I guess how they used to call, stay in your place. So whatever they say, whatever they do, however they treat us, we're still supposed to just stay in our place. We're not supposed to react. They don't expect us to go off or to raise our voice or to get angry. And then if we do, they're ready to already oh, call 911, oh, yeah, they're pressing the panic call button. cops and say, oh, there's a, a black person in here threatening me. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the phrase they use. Oh, I'm being threatened. Oh, and it's a, and then they try to make it seem like, oh, and by the way, it's a black person. Oh, yeah. So they can say, I'm not racist. I don't see color. I felt threatened, and you just so happened to be black. I'm like, don't play me with that. Now, you talk to me any kind of way, treat me any kind of way. I'm trying to be polite and, and behave the way I was brought up. But after a while, I've had enough. And when you get to the point where now I feel like you're playing me for stupid and being disrespectful, if I step up and say, look, and raise my voice, or when you start feeling threatened, now I'm the problem. Yeah, you're the huge problem. So, yeah, I see exactly what you mean, and I've seen it repeatedly over and over Mm -hmm. again. And I don't know what they expect from us. I don't know if they're expecting us to just take it and just say, oh, ma'am, I'm so sorry that you messed up. I'm so apologetic, but could you please give me the drink that, oh, you must not have heard me. I, again, I apologize. Is that what they expect? Yeah. Because that's not what you're going to get. But there was a black girl ahead of me who I was wondering why she was kissing this woman's ass so much. She's like, oh, can I get that? She must have been there before and knows this lady's attitude. Mm -hmm. But like I said, the woman being a mutt, you can tell that she is a product of immigration. Because she's always going back to the Spanish language. Mm-hmm. She's got that, that mop look where she could be either a manager of of Popeye's or a cleaning woman, and it wouldn't even make a difference on her look and image. Let it me, wouldn't even change. Let me chime in. Yeah, go ahead, chime in. My thing is, it's a it's a vibe. And I'm going to bring a different vibe than what you're giving me. You know, like, how you doing? I like the order of such and such. And if I feel like they're not giving me a good vibe, I'm going to ask them because I've, I've seen people do that, and, and I th- guess they teach them in this customer service, and how's your day going so far? Mm-hmm. And then they just open right up. Oh, you know, it's not going too well. What? Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Mm-hmm. And then I just get anything that I want. So I'm just saying your vibe, I'm not saying you got to be, you know, menial and, oh, I'm sorry, this, that. No, just how you, 
how you Yeah, get but I didn't even come in. coming in with a vibe. But I didn't even come in with anything that's, in particular. That's with me. And I had choices. I had Burger King over here and this one over here. I just happened to go in there, money in hand, mm-hmm. and was just ordering. Like, it wasn't even no big deal. Right. And all of a sudden, this lady just had evilness and authority all over her. But then sometimes and, I look at it if the service ain't shit, mm-hmm. I'm not going to purchase nothing from here. Um, no, thank you. Um, can I just get my money back? Mm-hmm. And they're going to have more problems trying to get my money back, but I don't want this service here, and okay. you won't see me again. So um, it's just, you know, versus the vibe, if that don't work, then guess what? I want my money back. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, you have to deal with it in each individual case and go with, you know, what feels like it's going to work. But why is it you. a case? Well, I'm just saying, each time you have an incident where somebody is coming across what I would call incorrectly, then you, as the customer, have to decide, how do I want to approach this? Right. The you fact know, that she didn't hear... You can, you know, respond. You can, like, take Kettle's approach. Or, like I said, some people just feel like they're going to go step and fetch it with it mm-hmm. and start apologizing and bowing oh, down and you, the, all of that. I'm telling you, the black girl that was in there at the I, time... I ain't got time for all that. Let me tell you what the sister did that was in there with me waiting heart order. Mm-hmm. When we went through the, 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 the soda thing, I said, I did order soda. I said, you did not order soda. And then the girl, she came in all timid. She said, um, yeah, I, I want the mixed frosty, and I did I did order a soda. And she was scared to death. I said, I wanted to turn to sister and say, why are you kissing this much ass? Why are you doing it? And, and I wasn't even in that, on that level. But right. it's at the point where I knew that I was in a Popeye store killing time because I bombed oh, a house boy. waiting for the bomb to simmer down. And... You know, it, it wasn't even it wasn't even that serious. Oh, but she just had all the authority in the world, and black people is something. But then here's the flip side, and we'll move on. Okay. When her district manager comes there, who's probably a white woman, she's licking her ass. Of course. Mm-hmm. All that stuff that you're doing to black people, or the image you're projecting to black people, the authority that you, as a mix between a Colombian and a Filipino, I'm telling you, she was a mutt. Well, let me just put this interject and we can move on. Mm-hmm. They don't like us anyway. Yeah. Okay? And they think that they are above us. And that's what it sounds like that that's what they that's what they're giving you. Yeah, we're not working at fucking Popeye's unit above my ass. But my thing is, look, y'all come across the damn um, bridge, come across the gate and everything else to get here, so y'all about to act like y'all got some sense. Mm-hmm. I know that's right. Yeah, so. All uh, right. They pick on black folks because they kiss white folks' ass to the max. Okay. Well, anyway. What, what do we have on the rundown for tonight? Ooh, cattle. <laughs> I'm going to go to you for this. That was a good opener. Yeah. Um, Get your blood going. Yeah, we could have kept going with that. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, Detroit to pay black man framed by police. Also, um, man exonerated in Malcolm X's 1965 murder sues New York City. An ex-Baltimore police sergeant sentenced to 21 months in prison. That's all. Mm. Our cocktail of the week is called the Gin Gin Mule. Ooh. What's popping with Papa Didi? Our weird news, of course, we're lighting it up. A Florida woman surprised by uninvited iguana in her toilet. Uh-uh. Okay, now give that to me. Um, also, you can swim in a pool filled entirely with red wine. Oh. And man killed... 
fishing buddy to avoid being eaten by Bigfoot. Okay. I'm just saying with red wine, um, we are at capacity for apologies. Living for the city with Papa Didi. My Hollywood wrap up. I got a lot tonight. The kiss it list and the last word. Um, so sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with In Focus. Hi, this is Papa Didi. You haven't heard of the pajama party, you're missing out. We got hot topics, hidden quitter headlines, what's popping with me, weird news, I'm just saying with red wine, living for the city again with me, the Hollywood wrap up with kettle, the cocktail of the week, the world's famous kiss it list, and of course the last word. We serve up each week on the Pajama Party Show, and nobody does it like us. You can call us each week live on Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time at 914-803-4306 or listen at www.apajamaparty.com and also follow us on Twitter at apajamaparty. Welcome back to the John Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. Get red wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right. It's time to go in focus. For sure. Okay. All right, Kettle. Mm-hmm. What's in focus? Okay. You guys want to trip out on this one, but it doesn't surprise me. Mm. Um, the city of Detroit is going to have to pay this man that spent 25 years in jail $7.5 million. What? To settle a lawsuit by a man who claimed police... Which bullet? Now I'm gonna say that again. Mm-hmm. They switched bullets to pin a murder on him in 1992. His name is Desmond Ricks. He was was released from prison uh, in 2017 after 25 years, thanks to a gun expert. Mm-hmm. Law students of the University of Michigan, thank God for them, and his unwavering insistence that he was innocent. He says, "I'm not greedy. I'm thankful." Um. So he's just thankful for the settlement. Uh, it says he was convicted of fatally shooting a friend outside a restaurant in 92. The police seized a gun that belonged to Rick's mother and said it was the murder weapon. Wow. So, like I said, thank God to um, uh, 2016, the Innocence Clinic at University of Michigan Law School asked the judge to reopen this case. Photos of two bullets taken from the victim his name was Jerry Bennett, did not resemble the bullets that were examined by a defense expert before trial decades earlier. The actual bullets, surprisingly, were still in Detroit police storage. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Examination showed they did not match the thirty-eight caliber gun identified as the weapon. Come on now. How did they come up with this stuff? So um, his family filed a $125 million civil lawsuit mm-hmm. um, seeking both compensatory and punitive damages for the alleged um, violations and his constitutional rights um, of this wrongful conviction. So um, <laughs> says, during the depositions in the lawsuit, even the city's expert acknowledged that the bullet analysis by the police lab decades ago was inaccurate. Mm -hmm. It's one of two things. It was a horrible mistake or it was deliberate. Mm. 
He says that he doesn't know. This is the um, lab expert. Oh, that's what the lab expert says. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What you think? Deliver it. Right. So it says separately, uh, Rick, he, he did receive more than $1 million from the state for the wrongful conviction and $50,000 for each year in custody. Uh, he'll likely have to repay it now that the city of Detroit has settled the lawsuit. So they paid him some money. Well, why so don't they now, just subtract it from whatever the settlement? Why would you repay it? That is so stupid. I don't get that. I don't either. But you, <laughs> I, I, I would go back to court for that. I yeah. love that. Like, what do you mean repay? I mean, but I, how would you feel? You spent 25 years in jail, and I'm telling you I'm innocent, and this damn bullet don't even match. Man, I, w- I would have to do, well, I guess it's not that so much you can do. I was going to say I would have to do something more than just sue, but I'm just thinking, like, what else can you do? At least make some noise. You know, you, you can become, I don't want to say activist, but you can start making some noise. Um, you know, but to accomplish what? You make noise and that hopefully this won't happen to somebody else. But as you know, this happens every day. That's the sad part. But at least now, since you know forensics is, has gotten better, they would you know do better. Yeah, you would think so. Yeah. So, but as long as you got dirty cops and people doing well that's true because a lot of times they're just trying to close cases yeah and and that's not that's not fair to the the next person because i don't think the problem is with the labs and the forensics and stuff i mean there may be some issues there too but right but it's it's, it's very menial yeah but they didn't have all of that stuff back in 92 that's what they were saying Um, i don't know but either way they they lied so right you know that's that's what i'm saying as long as you got dirty cops yeah, you you still have the potential for these kind of problems. That's 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 a lot. Well, at least he's out. He can enjoy his his kids and grandkids, and he's missed a lot because he was what maybe what twenty something. I was just gonna ask how old was late twenties. I guess twenty five years. He's fifty six now. So mm-hmm. at least twenty. And the thing is, even though you you might get, you know, millions of dollars, you know, in whatever from a lawsuit, you still can't replay, you can't repair the trauma of being locked up. I agree. And whatever may have happened while you were behind bars. I agree. You know, whether it was stuff that happened to you or stuff that you witnessed or the psychological damage, you know, there was, there's a lot. Mm-hmm. Behind that, and money can't fix that. Right, that's true. He was 31 when he went in there, so he had, uh, you know, established a life, and if I had children, might have had some grandkids or whatever, but he had established life. Mm. That's that's crazy. Mm. It just seems like there should be more that can be done, other than you gotta you gotta uh, go forward with a lawsuit just to get something. Right. You know, it's like, why do you have to sue? I guess that's the question that I'm asking. Right. Why do you have to pay a lawyer and fight for years or however long it takes Mm -hmm. to get what should have been due to you automatically? Mm -hmm. If the city or the state acknowledges that it was their mistake Mm -hmm. and that you were locked up uh, based on false information or dirty cops or whatever it was, Mm -hmm. why should you have to go through all of that just to get 
what's due to you. That's our law system. But I, I think they do that um, because they have to figure out numbers. You know, how do you figure out numbers? I guess they try to figure out some numbers because he sued for $125 million, but they settled for 7.5. So if you don't say anything, you don't get anything. <laughs> That's what's If you're like. just happy to get out right. and happy to go home, right. and then you just have nothing. <laughs> Look, do one of the properties, like he said, we're going to do bow out. Okay, Master, okay, uh, you mm-hmm. made a mistake. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and sit All on right, well, here. All right, well, thank you, Master, for right. correcting Some states don't allow that. They, they have laws in place where you can't sue. Can't sue them if you was wrongfully accused. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, at least he, he was in the right state. At least he got something. He got some kind of compensation. That just seems like you shouldn't be able to have a law that says if something like that happens, you can't get any kind of restitution. That's, that's, that's some bull. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, if you can't give me money, then I need to have a free home. Yeah. Built from scratch to my specifications. I need a car in my driveway. <laughs> I, I, need, I need something. There you go. I need something. Right. I'm like, if you can't give me money, then right. I need something I need that I can problem. restart my life. Because right. I, I didn't miss 25 years of it. Exactly. And, and it's a lot. I'm You're just going to dump me out here with nothing? Mm-mm. You know, time has moved on. Technology has moved on. Yeah. My family has moved on. Yeah. Yeah. Now you trying to play catch up. You all in the background, looking all out of it. Anyway, all right, I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna move on. What you got over there, Papa? I'm putting those dirty Detroit cops on the kiss it list. Okay, sound like a winner. All right. This is the uh, man that was exonerated in the Malcolm X killing back mm-hmm. in 1965. What? Okay. He's suing the city of New York. Mm-hmm. And um, it's been going for a long time, so now he decided, like y'all just said, he's going to get some money out the deal, you know. Right. But the way that it all mangles up in the, on the back end is that, you know, when prosecutors and witnesses and everybody are so busy trying to um, either please the family or anything like that, and then when somebody's wrongfully accused, that shows that you never caught the right person. Uh-huh. Now, we know all that was backed up behind Diego Hoover and everything else. So oh, sure. I don't know why we're faking that funk at all. But Right. Anyway, the man exonerated in the murder of civil rights leader Malcolm X is suing the city of New York <laughs> and former law enforcement for $40 million, according to multiple reports. Well, you got to put that number out there in order to end up with seven like the other guy. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, according to AB. ABC News, 80, he's 84 now, 84-year-old what? Muhammad wow. Azir, soon on the grounds of malicious prosecution. He was denied the denial of due process and the right of government misconduct. Azir, who was uh, 26 years old, what? and a father mm-hmm. of six at the time of Malcolm X's assassination, served 20 years in prison after being wrongfully convicted of the crime, which took place at the Autobahn ballroom in New York City in 1965 when Malcolm X was uh, moments away from giving a speech. Azir's co-defendant, uh, Khalir Islam, also spent 20 years behind bars for the same crime. He wow. not, did not commit. Uh, the other brother, Islam, he died in 2009 at the age of 79. Wow. So, you know, time's going on because if you if you were in your 20s in 1965, mm-hmm. by the time mm-hmm. the year 2000 come along, you know, you've got some age on you. And the other guy... He died in prison? Islam, 
he was cleared of it, but he he died. Uh, I think he had just gotten uh, out not long before he died. So it was three people that shot. They only mentioned two right now. Okay. On Thursday, attorney said that Azir filed a multi-million dollar lawsuit in U.S. District Court in Brooklyn, New York, seeking uh, monetary compensation 55 years after the murder took place. Mm. As a result of his wrongful conviction mm. and imprisonment, Mr. Azir spent 20 years in prison for a crime he did not commit and more than 55 years living with the hardship and indignity in, in the hardship and the... Uh, misrepresented attendance of being unjustly banned and a convicted murderer with a felony can't vote, can't do anything. So uh, Oh yeah, that's true. They all got together, uh David Sharon and uh Deborah Francis. They the ones that wrote the civil complaint. Mm. And David who also represented Islam's estate told A B C News that the, the two men were in prison for decades, forty two years between them. As a result of the outrageous government contact and violation of their uh, constitutional rights. They said the justice was delayed much too long, and Mr. Azir, he just turned 84. And Mr. Uh, Mr. Islam, he tragically died before seeing his name clear. Hmm. A third man convicted of this land, his name was uh, Muhammad Abar uh, Helam. He admitted to his role in the crime and backed up by Zir and Islam's assurance of innocence. So the third guy must have been part of it. Well, but, you know, those white guys were able to manipulate black people. They were they were in their back pocket. You know, the so FBI... It was the third guy who, who admitted that he actually he, killed he was Malcolm a part of it. And the other two brothers that you were talking about, mm-hmm. they, they had alibis, but the state ignored the alibis Mm-hmm. And lock them up anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, because association. It was a fall guy situation from the beginning, like every other sure. murder. Sure. Armand Luther King and Robert Kennedy and John F. Kennedy. And, mm-hmm. You know, so. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I know. Wow. I can't imagine having for them, for him and his family and the other brother, Islam, his name was. Just imagine. If you are the the daughter or the the nephew or whatever of the man who allegedly killed Malcolm X, mm-hmm. can you imagine the shame on that family? Mm-hmm. And they've been living sure. with that for what fifty? You said fifty five, fifty four, fifty five years. Mm-hmm. That's a mm-hmm. long time to have that that shame on your family. Mm-hmm. Like every time you meet somebody and you mention a last name, somebody if they know history, right. say Islam. Is that the one? Were you related to the mm-hmm. man that killed Malcolm? No. You know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. see, once again, money can't fix that. Mm-mm. So again, unless you're going to change your name all completely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that was a whole nother time, too, 1965. It was. Mm. But that's interesting. One guy says he was involved with another two said he was. But I guess by association, you know, they try to throw them together. But they weren't even there. Both of them had alibis that checked out that they were home. Mm -hmm. They were at their own respective homes. Mm -hmm. But that information was ignored 
it apparently it didn't come up in the trial or some kind of way. It was just swept, and they were sent to jail. You know, the three of them. And what's crazy to me is that the the guy who admitted to killing him got out of jail before these two brothers. That's what I don't understand. <laughs> how how do you admit to killing Malcolm X and you get out of jail before the other two people who said, I swear I wasn't there and I had nothing to do with that? Yes, he did his time. Was it 20 years of life or was it 20 years of life? But I'm saying the event happened all at the same time. Okay. Maybe that's the promise the white man made to him from the beginning. Maybe so. Because I couldn't understand wow. how... He, how that guy got out, I don't know what year, but he got out before these other two brothers. The law is a funny thing, I'm telling you. Uh, I suppose. Mm, mm, mm. All right. Did you have anything else to add to that one, Papa Diddy? No. Nah. Mm, mm, mm. That's sad. Yeah. People get, well, you know what? While we're on the topic of dirty cops, Oh, boy. I got another one for you. Here we go. This one's out of Baltimore. Mm. Uh, we got an ex-Baltimore police sergeant has been sentenced to 21 months in prison. That's all. Now, this is another crazy one. Federal judge has sentenced ex-Baltimore police department sergeant Keith Gladstone to 21-month prison. This just happened on Wednesday of this week for his role in planting a BB gun on a man that another officer hit with a car eight years ago. Huh? Now, this, now how crazy is this? It is. I'm, I'm, another officer hit this man, and then to, I guess, cover up the fact that the officer hit the man with the car, he calls Gladstone and says, hey, I, I need some help. Gladstone says, all right, let me find a gun that we can plant on this guy. And then we can say it was a gun and you were chasing him or whatever the cover story was. So Gladstone's sentencing comes three years after he first pleaded guilty to the charge of conspiracy to deprive someone of their civil rights, like what happened in the case of the alleged Malcolm X killers. Mm. And Gladstone has been cooperating with federal prosecutors ever since. And his cooperation has led to the conviction of four other dirty cops, including two more that were involved in the gun planning scheme. Now, he's supposed to report to the Bureau of Prisons uh, for, you know, custody and all, no later than August 29th. (laughs) So they're going to give him the whole month of August, well, the rest of July, the whole month of August, August 29th at the latest. That's like a might flee. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So now here's what happened in March, and this goes back to 2014. Mm. Police Sergeant Wayne Jenkins, who's the disgraced leader of the corrupt gun uh, trace task force, mm. ran over this brother named Demetric or Demetric Simon, ran over him with his car in Northeast Baltimore. Jenkins couldn't find any drugs or a gun on this brother Simon. So he called Gladstone to see if he could help. See, he was thinking, oh, if I find drugs or I find a gun, that'll be my cover story. Mm -hmm. But this brother was clean. He didn't have any of that on him. So he called Gladstone, who's 54 years old, been on the force for quite some time. He called him, and he was working with two other officers 
uh, Carmine Vignola and Robert Hankard. They come up with a BB gun, drive out to the scene, and drop the gun on this brother. So apparently the brother was just laying there after he hit him. I don't know if he, you know, he didn't kill him, so he didn't kill him. Mm -hmm. But they went and put this BB gun on him. And then this brother, Simon, ended up serving 317 days in jail on a bogus gun charge. Almost a year. Almost a year. If that ain't some bull, I don't... Man, this stuff is crazy. I see. So the other two officers who assisted in the BB gun bullcrap, Vignola and Hankard, have also been convicted for their roles in it. Um, this brother, Simon, who was the one who got hit by the officer's car, was in court when Gladstone was sentenced, and it, he got a little emotional going through the whole court procedure and stepped out for a little while especially when Gladstone's wife and family were up there talking about, he's such a good man and he's such a good character and, oh, he's a good father and husband. That's when the brother Simon, who was hit by the car, was like, I got to tap out. So he got up, left the court for a little while, the hearing. He came back in later. But in his written statement, he said it was dehumanizing what happened to him and that while he appreciates Gladstone testifying against the other officers that were responsible, he said he only did it after he was caught red-handed. Mm -hmm. He mm -hmm. said that that's what a narcissist does. Right. He said he never apologized, he never showed remorse, at least not to me and not to the people of Baltimore. Mm -hmm. So now <clears throat> Brother Simon is suing Gladstone, the other two officers, Hankard and Vignola, and he's suing Baltimore Police Department for $17 million go, as a result of the gun planning incident. A million dollars floating around tonight. I mean, you know, I'm like, are y'all serious? And then it got even crazier because now that Gladstone is up here blabbering, he went and got a deal to protect him against, you know, any other stuff he did. Mm -hmm. So he's only going to jail 21 months for that this. Case. Uh -huh. So he got the immunity, I guess it is. Mm -hmm. And then he started just blabbing about, oh, well, we had other stuff while I'm talking Why? that we used to do. We used to steal drugs that were evidence. Sometimes we would sell the drugs. We would give drugs to informants in exchange for information. And then sometimes we would have the informants sell the drugs and give us the money. I mean, they had all kind of crap going on. They had a whole racket. Yes, they had a whole racket going on. But see, God don't like ugly. He's going to do that 21 months. I'm sorry, not too much going to come from him. Not at all. No. Uh -huh. He said one time a suspect traded him an AR-15 rifle in exchange for letting him go. Jesus Christ. See, this is the kind of stuff that I'm right. like, you know, you're supposed to be over here serving and protecting. Right. you over here serving yourself. Yeah. And doing all kind of crazy stuff. Yeah, and then and then the wife swear that he's a good cop. Oh, he's a good man. He's a good father. Like yeah. he's a snake in the grass. He and now that his I mean, now that his butt has been exposed, <laughs> now he's up there like, well, if you give me immunity, mm -hmm. I'll tell you all the crap we were doing. Right. I mean, they had a whole racket going on. That's crazy. I'm like, wow. dude, you are so lucky yeah. that you got that immunity deal. Mm -hmm. Because if all of that other stuff had to come out, mm -hmm. you would have done way more than 21 months. For 21 sure. months. Well, if you guys got any questions Ooh. or comments, hit us up tonight. 914-803-4306.
Ooh, and press one. Press one to get in the queue. I mean, I want to know what other folks think, because this is some crazy stuff. Right. Well, we're going to take a little CC. Okay. All right. And we'll be back on the other side of the break with a much-needed cocktail of the week on the Pajama Party Show. You are listening to the original Pajama Party on Blog Talk Radio. Every Friday night at 9 p.m., you can talk with Papa Didi, Red Wine, and myself, Kettle, about our in-focus topics of the week, lighten it up with our weird news, our off-chain commentaries, also our unusual kiss-it list, and more. You can even call in with your own topic. We don't care. We just want to talk. Remember, PJs only, no clothes allowed. Join us every Friday night, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and bring your favorite cocktail, because that's what we do. Cheers. Papa Didi, over to you. It's time for the pop. Mm. Wow. Pop and Papa Didi. Mm. 
Love, boy. Uh-oh, he's gearing up. What's up? I tell you, you know, um, you know, people talk about the we shall overcome uh-uh. and all that jazz. <laughs> Sounds good. Looks, looks good on paper. Uh-huh. But I tell you what, we have a ton of divisions amongst us. And then we have the divisions that's supporting our divisions. Uh-huh. And then you got people that's pouring gasoline on our divisions to make sure our divisions stay divided. Mm. Hello. So you really got to gotta see the big picture. You know, one thing people have to understand, I'm working up to this story here I got in front of me, but the one thing you have to understand that nobody speaks on, just like you haven't heard of a lot of things. One for my father, I wouldn't know anything about Juneteenth. Uh, you know, recently found out about the situation in, in uh that place, Tulsa. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, all these different tragic events that happened to us through the years, we don't hear about them because nobody talks about them. Because everybody wants to lay things to rest, you know, and and, and, and white folks have become professionals at that with everything. Emmett Till situation, you know, never never came to any full fruition at all because it was always, you know, let the guys go, all-white jury, you know. Everybody just got away with murder the whole time. And, and we just sat back and watched it. And, and unless it's affecting your family, you really don't understand the, the real situation behind it. But um, the situation just happened with the Denver Broncos. was was so upsetting because, you know, if you look at people like the Walmart family, and their 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 name their last name is Waltons, mm-hmm. it's a combination of different groups and families and marriages and shit. But the main people to run it is the Waltons. It runs Walmart. I guess they use the W A L in order to put together the whole name of the store. Now this is a company that didn't want unions or anything. They were union bashing to the max, no more than ten years ago. They still haven't leveled off. They said, well, pay them more money, you know, like fucking feed them cake kind of thing, you know. Mm. And um, so now all of a sudden with the bid war going with the Denver Broncos football team, it came available because the family just wanted to give it up because the original owner passed away about maybe seven, eight years ago. A good guy. And um, the family just probably didn't want to hold on to it too much longer because you know, once the head of the family goes, in some cases, people just ain't got the same ambition. But anyway, it came up for sale. And my man, uh, the weather guy, who owns the Weather Channel. Bowen Allen. He was the only black man to talk about it. But apparently, he couldn't get enough takers or whatever the situation was behind. I know he's pissed right now. But... If you look at what the Denver Broncos did and how they sold it to the family of, you know, the Walmart family, that was just all about money. But now they're bringing in these other people and all these consultants and all that because they don't know jack shit about football. Hmm. And the sad part about it is that Russell Wilson is their new quarterback for the first time this year. Now, if they have a fucking losing season, I mean, losing like Cleveland was you losing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
losing like, you know, different teams would lose all the time back in the day. If this happens, believe me, that's going to be an egg-on-your-face establishment. Now, let's read the story about what's happened recently. Former Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice. She's always talking about baseball, and she's so into sports and all that. But nobody don't know what the hell else she's into. Okay, you can speak up for sports, but you can't speak up for shit else. Nobody, other than you being a Secretary of State and being a Republican... Nobody blacks really knows what the hell else you represent, or what do you do? Not that we got you got to put yourself on blast or put yourself on front street, but at least we was able to see uh, Colin Powell and what he was about a little bit. But Condoleezza Rice had, had hid behind the Republican eight ball. So you don't know what she's doing, what she's up to, whatever. Anyway, the nation's first African American female Secretary of State is joining the Denver Broncos as a minority owner of the team. Now, mind you, a few weeks ago, they hired Peyton Manning, who won a Super Bowl with them when he retired in uh, Super Bowl 50 a few years back, about five, six years back. Peyton Manning was their quarterback for the Denver Broncos after he got traded from the uh, Indianapolis Colts. They picked him up as a consultant. Okay? So this is grabbing people because, like I said, the Walton family that owns Walmart don't know jack shit about football. So they're just grabbing people and things as they go along. Now, being a fact that Condoleezza Rice talks a lot about sports, oh, my father's a coach and this and that, so they hired her as a minority owner. But my question is, how much did she contribute to be a minority owner? Because Byron Allen couldn't get jack from none of his black constituents and I don't have it in front of me on paper, but I can name you five black people right now that got a ton of money. Okay? And a lot of them, uh, I don't want to get involved with that. I don't really have time to deal with the football thing. You don't have to. You just need investors. People don't realize that football teams, man, the NFL is big money all day. I don't care if you got a losing team. It's just big money. They would be the worst team in the damn league, but they making money. They all making money. Every Sunday, shit, please. I know some pastors that leave out of the church by 1, by 1 p.m. so they can watch the damn game. So it's, it's deep. But now Byron Allen couldn't get, you know, couldn't get what he needed. But all of a sudden, they also hired the gentleman who owns Starbucks. He's another minority owner. Yes. What All these different. Hmm? What minority is he? What do you mean what minority? What ethnicity is he to be a minority owner? No, not minority owner oh, means less. Majority owner. Okay. Yeah, less, less contribution of money. Okay, got it. So they're getting all these high clipping people. They got mad dough. You know, like the owner of, uh, not to say he's a. Uh, a minority owner, but like the owner of Chipotle and people like that. Mm-hmm. And this is how these white folks go in. Mm-hmm. They just go in and say, fuck it, man. You got 30 million laying around, man, that you can fuck with? So that, yeah, I got a Swiss bank account. I got about 50. Pull 30, dude. I give you 17% of Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. 17, what would I give it? Yeah, I'll take that. Well, 17%, man, first of all, you get a suite. All right? You get a suite, you get a key to the back door to come in the stadium whenever you want to. 
You can set up an office in there and everything else, and you just get together in all the meetings and the consultant meetings, and we pass the bullshit down to the owners and the players and everybody else, you know? I mean, being a, a minority owner of anything, especially a major league, whatever, is just major. And I just can't understand how Condoleezza Rice was able to team up with white folks, but you ain't paying black people no rabbit-ass mind. You and Clarence Thomas are just the biggest fucking Oreo cookies I've ever seen in my life. And it's no disrespect to her. I'm sure she's a great person. But I'm just saying that deep down inside, we forget about the whole Emmett Till and everything in this world, Megar Everett, everybody in this world that has sacrificed so much. It seems like when some professional black people get what they get and get what they got, when they move out of our neighborhoods, I mean, I mean, out of our, I mean, places where, where, where uh, Thomas and Condoleezza Rice is living, please, they got their own community and shit. They don't live on a block. They live in a fucking community. Okay, you can't even turn down the street that they live on unless you got business, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just, they just, they're in this atmosphere that's unbelievable, but you're still black. And you're dark, both of them are dark-skinned black. So nobody's ever going to forget that y'all are black, despite anything. And y'all both are getting older. So now, behind you, what is the legacy that you're leaving behind? There's no legacy because you're surrounded by white folks on all four sides. And when when black people put themselves in that position, you you wonder, what what is your legacy? You know, what is Clarence Thomas's legacy, what is his legacy? Is there any Thomas? Is there any Thomas children running around? Does he have kids? Only thing he has kids. He has two previous marriages. Okay. So, but where we don't hear about them, right? Shut your mouth! I'm seeing hundred thousand. They probably changed their name by now. <laughs> no, if he's got money, giving it to him, and he's supporting their ass, and they they okay. living large off of him. I wouldn't tell anybody that that was my father. Um, I was. You finished, Mama. Hmm. I was trying to understand what does Condoleezza Rice have to do with football, but I just read she's this. always been a sports enthusiast. No, but check this out. I just read this little tidbit. She is the daughter of a football coach. Yeah, and served on the inaugural college football playoff committee. Hmm. Yeah, she's always been in all kind of sports stuff. But what I'm saying is that how did you trip on this twig? Mm-hmm. And fall into that particular gig, and it's because you were Secretary of State that people are are, are kissing your ass. I mean, I mean, it's cool, you know, but you just yeah, who you just are. Wondering like, how did it actually? I come mean, it's together. like for example, you want to see an example of people that are who they are, and just like like look at NBC in the morning on the third hour, mm-hmm. and you'll see Jenna Bush with Hoda. Okay, I mean she's a good girl. She's doing her thing. <laughs> And she's doing her thing. Uh, but I can't stop. Every time I see Jenna, mm-hmm. all I can think about is she's the daughter of George Bush. Right. I can't frame her in as a news consultant. Right. Every yeah, time I see her, she she is not risen she's to the level. She, you know, so, so I, every time she's a broadcast professional. She's a damn owner, got some damn money. Yeah, is but that but, what y'all going to look at? Her? How you going to look at her? I mean, she was a previous <laughs> politician. She's a po- All I see is a politician. I think that you politically inserted yourself mm-hmm. in that. But what's going to happen with Denver is they need to have a winning season 
for all this eclectic shit to make sense. Mm-hmm. Starbucks owners, um, Chipotle owners, oh, sure. all, all these, these all these here. big money people. Mm-hmm. If 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 Denver get their dick knocked in their watch pocket this year, <laughs> it's gonna be trouble. They're gonna look real stupid. They're gonna look stupid. Well, who's running it? Oh, yeah. You know, so stand by. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, it sure will be. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Are we ready to lighten it up? Yeah. We need to lighten up after that. Oh, my goodness. That's your girl. Yeah. I I just hope she gets a stylist. Get that hair done. (laughs) She has always just had that look. You know, where I'm like, girl, why you always look like somebody did your hair in the kitchen? No, she, she carries a hairspray in her pocket. That's just her look. Yeah. Her style. Okay. Her and that mayor of D.C., but anyway, uh-uh. I'm going to leave her alone. alone leave my man alone. I'm going to leave her alone. Um, we're going to lighten up with some iguanas. Uh, a Florida woman iguanas <laughs> by an uninvited guest Ooh. in her toilet. Okay. This is in Hollywood, Florida. Uh, uninterrupted and uninvited guest in her bathroom, Michelle Reynolds. Um, she went downstairs to make herself a snack. After putting her popcorn in the microwave, she went back up to to the bathroom and opened the door, and did a quick turnabout. Uh, she said, "I saw this thing in there and quickly shut the door." the The thing was an iguana. The reptile was unable to find its way out of the commode. So Reynolds had to call uh, um, uh, what Iguana Lifestyle, uh, Harold Wanden, uh Wildlife Removal Service to rescue the little fella. Little fella. That's a thing. Wildlife Removal Service. Uh-huh. Um, See, I can't live in places where you got to call Wildlife Removal Service. Um, That's too much. He said he is um, Wanden. Said he has removed several iguanas from South Florida. Really. This is the second one this week already, he said. Uh-uh, see. Um, he said he removed a Mexican spinny tail iguana from Reynolds' toilet. Uh, males can get up to 18 inches long with tails that can also get up to 18 inches long. Ooh, no thank you. Mm. He said he took up most of the toilet bowl. She was happy um, she saw it before attempting to use the toilet. Yeah, I, I bet you were. I bet. But um, they was they was also saying that it's believed that the iguanas were brought um, to the area as pets in the '60s, and hmm. some may have escaped or been released. Damn hippies! Yes, <laughs> remember um, who was it? Had the tigers? Um, the two guys had the tigers. What the tigers from somewhere? That was in their oh, car back about... in the '70s. That was crazy. Oh. Well, I'm thinking about, I can't think of their names right Sigfrid now. Sigfrid and Roy or whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. who I'm thinking. Yeah. You're talking about them. They brought them here. They brought them back in the 70s. They they brought mm-hmm. them here. White Tigers or whatever. But, uh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, I got another one for you. Okay. How about going swimming in a pool? That's filled with red wine. Oh, you might like that, huh? Hey, I'd like to drink it. I don't know if I want to swim in it. <laughs> There's nothing better than winding down with a glass of red wine after a hard week. But what about submerging your whole body in a pool filled with the stuff? Mm-hmm. Well, at the, let's see, the, Uni, the Unison Spa Resort in Japan, you can do just that. It's a spa-themed park. 
that gives holiday makers the chance to get their swimwear and to wait to get their swimwear on and wind down in a giant hot tub filled with Merlot or a Bordeaux. The water park is located about 100 kilometers west of Tokyo, and it offers a unique wine-themed experience, which is said to have an anti-aging property for your skin. <laughs> so according to the spa's creators, uh-huh. the, the reserva, the, let me say if I can get the word right, the resveratol within red wine can keep your skin looking youthful as well as help patrons to relax. In fact, the what they call venotherapy was also said to be adopted by Cleopatra, Queen okay. of Egypt, as part of her beauty ritual. I'm thinking now, first of all, how do you know that? Uh, okay. While soaking up the red wine goodness in the pool, you can also, uh, the servers can also pour you a fresh glass of wine from a 12-foot bottle as you're not allowed to drink the wine that you're bathing in. So they got 12-foot wine bottles that they will pour you some wine that you can drink. And um, inside the spa area, they have a bunch of other drink-themed spa pools, including hot tubs filled with coffee, sake, or green tea. You can just sit in all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Sound good? Y'all ready to book a trip? No. Now, the coffee hot tub... Uh, bath, for example, is the first of its kind in Japan, and they they brew coarse coffee at a low temperature using the hot spring water, and they said the healing aromas reduce fatigue and beautify the skin. So this is all the stuff they're doing to market this whole park, this this wine-themed, I guess you call it a a water park or something, a -hmm. liquid park. And the People are coming to it. They they got a sake pool that has a steady drip of liquor from a big barrel that fills the atmosphere with what they call a comforting aroma. This giant barrel that slow drips liquor. Man, I don't know who thought this up. And you're going to bathe in it. Well, I don't know. They got all kind of stuff you can bathe in, whether it's green tea, sake, coffee, red wine. <laughs> All kind of stuff you can choose to get in. They got caves and waterfalls, fountains, all kind of stuff going on. And so, where is this? This is 100 kilometers uh, outside of Tokyo. Mm. Mm. So that's over in Japan. So if you're in Japan and you're into that kind of thing, you might want to go check it out. I just know that, you know, red wine can stain things, so I don't know if I would soak in red wine. Mm-hmm. At least if I'm if I'm light or white, I wouldn't recommend it. Just saying. Okay. <laughs> all right. What you got over there, Oh, this this is weird too. Uh, <laughs> a man all? kills his fishing buddy because he thought he was feeding him to uh, Bigfoot. Oh my God! Yeah, he was psychotic. <laughs> yeah. What was he on? This story comes out of Oklahoma, where two buddies, Larry Dole, Larry Dole Sanders and Jimmy Knight. They went on a casual noodling trip or fishing with bare hands this past Saturday. Yeah, well, it's called noodling. Okay. Anyway, according to the New York Post, a heated argument broke out between the two where Sanders, 53, told law enforcement that he hit and strangled Knight to death. What? 
where his body was found the next day in the South Canadian River. Hmm. And why would he do this to one of his buddies, you may ask? Because Sanders was fully convinced that Knight was trying to feed him to Sasquatch or Bigfoot. Oh, my God. Was literally, literally what Sanders told the police. The report reads that uh, Larry advised he believed Jimmy was trying to get away from him so that the Sasquatch could eat Larry. (laughs) Larry would not let Jimmy get away. Larry punched Jimmy and struck Jimmy with a stick. Larry and Jimmy fought for the extended amount of time on the ground. Sanders is facing first-degree murder charges where he remains in a... uh, Potomac uh, Jail, County Jail, Potomac County Jail, waiting oh. trial. And to be fair, apparently Bigfoot lives in Oklahoma. We're all under the impression that Bigfoot lives in the Pacific Northwest, That's where deep I in the lives. forest, in the in Washington State. But Oklahoma seems to be the place lately. So now you know. I wow. think what what was it extremely hot. I think I think this. Were they drinking? Something happened. Mm. How in the world could you be convinced? Like, nah, man, you trying to feed me the Bigfoot? Oh boy, uh, I'm gonna have to kill you. Oh boy, to drop a tab or something? Cause you know, oh, I, I thought he called He must have been on something. Cause somebody being strangled—that's that's. Yeah, that's what they call a crime of passion. Yeah, I was just getting ready to say. And then you're going to tell that same story to the police? Uh, like, I strangled him. I had to kill him because he was trying to feed me the Bigfoot. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. You tried. And this tried was where? At Oklahoma, you said? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oklahoma where the buffaloes run. But I, I will say that I've always heard all these Bigfoot sightings up in the Pacific Northwest, like Oregon, Washington State, mm-hmm. places like that. Mm-hmm. But they seem to think, and all Bigfoot's down in Oklahoma. Okie dokie. I'm going to ask a crazy question. Do y'all believe in that? I think there might be something that's probably some form of a primate that would be hairy. That you know that people call Bigfoot, right? But whether it's a singular entity that's roaming around, I don't know about that. I don't know what you think, Papa Didi. Papa Didi. I want to know. Do you think Sasquatch is a real thing? No, I think somebody's perpetrating it. You know, but I don't think it's a natural birth. I think it's a costume, probably that. uh, Really? mm Hmm. That somebody just does full time. I can't see somebody doing that full time. I mean, that's that's an idea, but I'm with red wine. I think there's some entity that lives up there, and and they have that form. They're really hairy. I think it's a man or a woman, and they just really hairy. See, I think it's more like something in the primate family. It's not a gorilla. It's but they're walking on two legs. Yeah, but you got yeah, feet. but some primates do. You got feet like a human being. Okay, well, um, name some. <laughs> I, I don't if know. I encounter some. Well, you know what? I, I, I think we're going to go take a quick commercial break. Okay. And then we're going to come back with, uh, where are we coming back with? You. Oh, with I'm Just Saying. Uh-huh. And, yeah, if, if anybody knows or if you've ever seen Bigfoot or if you think it's real, give us a call, 914-803-4306. Press 1. Let us know what you think. We'll be back after the break. Bonsoir, bonsoir. This is red wine, or as they say in Paris, je suis ben rouge. 
Join me every Friday right here on A Pajama Party where I'll get on my rant, sit on my little bar stool, and give you my opinion on whatever has been bugging me or whatever's on my mind this week. You don't want to miss it. I know I won't. So be here with me every Friday, Red Wine, on the Pajama Party Show. Visit us on www.apajamaparty.com and check us out. We'll see you there. All right, welcome back to the John Party. One year with Papa D. W. Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. That's why, Johnny. Oh, boy. Folks have no idea what goes on during the break. I think I saw Bigfoot. Okay. Uh, all right, Papa Didi. Oh, uh, we're going to go into the segment of uh, red wine. Uh, I'm just saying. Hmm. What you got to say here? You know what? Tonight, I'm just saying we are at capacity for apologies. We're at capacity, so we don't need any more, okay? So as children, now check this out. As children and families pass by the bubble blowers and the hermit crabs and all kind of miscellaneous toy stands in Sunset Mall, Las Vegas. They happen to look down and see a toy train train stand featuring the display of a lynching. I, I'm just I'm shaking my head over this one. A toy train display, and it had a little wooden stand, and it had a display of a lynching going on. Yes, I said lynching. Now, when I first read that story. I had to go back and check the year and the date to see, now, when did this happen? And this just happened recently. This was like a a few weeks back. And this was in uh, Las Vegas, like I said. Now, of course, you know, there are people who saw it and they're protesting, saying that they're disgusted by it, et cetera, et cetera. And this was uh, right outside of the, the Galleria. It's a mall in the Galleria in Las Vegas. And, of course, like I said, people are disgusted and whatnot, and that was reported by uh, TV Channel 7, WHIO, in Las Vegas. And the end result was, you guessed it, an apology. I'm just saying, we're at capacity for apologies. Now, the Las Vegas Garden Railway Society was responsible for this train display, and it featured two trains that were rolling on tracks, around various little scenes that were part of the display. And one of these scenes featured three white people preparing to hang a black man on a wooden platform. Now, residents, along with the National Action Network of Las Vegas, and if you're not familiar with that group, that's Al Sharpton's organization, expressed their anger with the hanging display and protested outside the mall. But I'm like, can we just collectively sigh? How much longer is stupidity like this going to continue in America? Community members in Las Vegas said they were upset by the display and they're concerned that the children were seeing it and blah, blah, blah. Now, the president of the Las Vegas Garden Railway Society, uh, her name is Miss Sue Jerems, apologized for the display, saying, We never meant to offend anybody. She said, we never looked at it as a black man before. And I'm thinking before, how many times have y'all put this display out? 
But she said, we didn't see it as a black man, she told the Las Vegas Sun. She said, it was just part of a frontier scene. It didn't have any racial racial implications, but once somebody pointed out the implications of it, we took it down. We apologized. Really, Miss Sue? You didn't realize that the figure that was about to be hanged was a black man? Are you serious? Girl, please. And the other men that were hanging the black man were white? You never noticed it? Girl, bye. I'm just saying, we're at capacity for apologies like this. That display stayed up from the end of May till the first week of July. So whatever psychological damage it might have caused has already been done. Now, Al Sharpton's group in Vegas called for a public apology, and they want the Railway Society to get cultural sensitivity trained. But Miss Sue told KSNV, another network there in Vegas, that she felt that diversity training was not necessary and she told the TV stations that its members did not mean any harm. But that's what they all say. Every time there's an infraction, what do they always say? Oh, we didn't mean any harm. I swear we didn't. But I'm just saying, we're at capacity for apologies and I didn't mean it and all the other BS that goes along with incidents like this. So how they figured that they could look at these little figurines or statues or whatever and claim that they didn't see a black man about to be hanged, they're full of crap. Miss Sue and her organization is full of crap, and all their apologies are worthless and full of crap. This is Red Wine, and I'm just saying we are at capacity for worthless apologies. I'm done. ridiculous. How you got a little platform with a black man about to be hanged talking about, oh, we didn't see him as a black man. We just saw it as a frontier scene. Oh, God. Like, woman, are you... What are piece? What are you smoking? Whew. It might be smoking. What else gets lynched? Exactly. Mm. They said it was just a frontier scene. Mm. I'm like, so you're just reliving the good old days when People would just got hanged out in the in the West. You know what? Why would you even put that up? I'm starting to wonder. Uh, white folks really uh, blind? Are they really? No, they're not blind. Blind? they're not blind. What they are is they try to be slick. They think they're slick. They put stuff out like that, and then when somebody calls them on it, mm-hmm. then they want to act like, oh, oh, we didn't mean any harm. We didn't mean it like that. Oh, you took it that way. I'm so sorry. We're going to take it down. We didn't mean it. I'm trying to get past that. I'm like, when? But they constantly take us back. That's what it is. In what decade are we ever going to get beyond this kind of ignorance? I'm trying to tell you. They're trying to take us back. If it was up to them, we'd be all going back to Africa. Oh, if it was up to them, we'd all be out in the field picking cotton and crops and Whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They can pick my natural moon black hands. Yeah. I'm putting them all on the kiss it list. So you know that organization, that whatever they call that railway mm-hmm. association, the Las Vegas Garden Railway Society and Miss Sue Jarrett. They don't have an acronym? <laughs> 
<laughs> I, they they might, but I'm gonna spell it out. Okay. And put them on the kissing list. There you go. All right, we're moving on. All right. Mm-hmm. Over to you, Papa Diddy. You know. Living for the city. That is an excellent segue to. Uh, Mm-mm. Oof, I gotta cool off. I mean, elaborate on because. Mm-hmm. You know, if you think back for a minute, I think the biggest thing in life is that we don't we don't think. Mm-hmm. We don't think. Mm-hmm. What's happening now is that our young black people, they're so out of touch with the real world, it's not even funny. I won't say all of them, but if you don't know your history, man, you ain't going to know shit going forward. Because the biggest gift you can have in the world is to have free labor. And if you look up the word slavery, that's what it means, free labor. Now, everybody that works looks for a paycheck, right? Mm-hmm. Some degree. $7 an hour, $8 an hour. $9 an hour, $15 an hour. Got a mediocre job making 30000 a year, 40000 a year. Got a good job making 90000 a year, 120000 a year. But if you're a boss and you ain't got to pay nobody nothing, you ain't really got to provide housing. Mm-hmm. What you got to provide? You know, mm-hmm. you just... And, see, we're talking about, you know, what our ancestors went through. But a lot of white folks are teaching their children the benefit of keeping people stifled and uneducated, which you can get out of. Trump preaches it every day. When he told people to vote, told black people, vote for me, what you got to lose? When he made that statement, I was like, wow. <laughs> he actually told us, what do we have to lose? Mm. You might as well vote for me. What the hell? Y'all black thing got shit else going on. Mm. And I think people got to look at the benefit that white folks have, you know? Yep, that's what he said. White privilege. Mm. That's immense. When you walk in somewhere and people just start treating you a certain way because you're white, and you just realize that, because everybody walks in the door the same way. Like I spoke on earlier about their Popeyes. Mm-hmm. When I walked in that door, I walked in that door with money in hand. I was it was midday, two, two, three o'clock in the afternoon. I was hungry. I look on the wall looking for specials and shit, you know, because I ain't ordering off that high ass menu. Popeye chicken ain't worth that. Shit, I'd rather go to Royal Farms and get eight eight pieces for nine dollars. Anyway. So what I'm saying is that through all these years, white folks, parents, grandparents, great grandparents, taught them the benefit of keeping black people stifled, keep them ignorant. They'll love working for you, you know? Whoop their asses, but just patronize them a little bit. They got all these theories, and we fall right into those theories. You know, 
just like the biggest thing I say about young people today, when they work without health insurance, I say to myself, what the fuck are you thinking? You know, especially people working restaurants and all that, servers and shit like that, walking across greasy-ass floors, going back and getting plates and all this shit and carrying all this stuff, and the floor is greasy and dirty and slippery as hell, and this, these people ain't supplying you a drop of medical insurance. You could bust your ass back there in the kitchen, break your arm, break your leg, break your ankle, whatever. And oh my goodness, can we, can we, can we, can we? I can call ambulance to take you to the hospital. After that, how you doing? All right, well, I tell you what, if you're not gonna be back for a while, look, uh, just take your time coming back. They acting like they give a shit, but they ain't gotta pay a drop of anything because you don't have insurance. You never had medical insurance, <laughs> so they got they're getting over on you like a fat rat. They're showing they're sending flowers in here because they know that they got you under a spell. Okay? Anybody, especially in the restaurant business, anybody that goes to work in the restaurant industry without insurance, they are crazy as fuck. There's so many entities in that restaurant that can hurt you. That's not even funny. And then you got this pay they're getting. What is it, 2 $3 an hour because you get tips? It's like $3 an hour. And then when they wanted to give them $15 an hour, everybody was bitching. Oh, no, I can't afford that. I'll go out of business. Well, what about when you're having a good night? You didn't tell the server here's a few extra dollars. So why are you bitching when they say pay somebody $15 an hour? You're paying them $3 an hour, and you're content with that. That goes back to the white privilege of the slave mentality that their grandparents taught them. Keep them stifled. You'll get more out of them. And black folks can be so dedicated in these stores and restaurants and everywhere else, dedicated like shit. And white folks love them. That's why when a black person come up and shows a little bit of rebelliousness, they want to turn them against them. They'll talk about the, you know, they'll talk to one black person about the other black person. I tell you, I don't know what's up with Larry. I tell you, we do all we can for Larry. I mean, he's not like you, Cindy. I don't know. I mean... I mean, he's your, he's your brother, you know, speaking on the black tip. They'll say some stupid shit like that. He's your brother. Well, no, not me, because, see, I know how to, I mean, I'm not. And what she's saying in all languages, I'm not to kiss the white man's ass. And Larry, he's just so rebellious. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So she separates herself from Larry in the business. And then the boss makes her a little supervisor and puts her over Larry. He and now he's compounding the shit. You know what I mean? He is totally separating these motherfuckers mentally. You know, just like they say, a lot of slaves didn't want to leave because that's what they were used to. And once you don't know what's down the road, if you've never been down the road, you don't know what's down the road. Well, if Harriet Tubman didn't come and take you down the road, you would never know what that road led to because you never came off the plantation. You think the world is flat. You think when you get to the end of the road, you're going to fall off. That's why that, that asshole that plays for the fucking Brooklyn Nets, what's his name, Kyrie Irving. Years ago, he's talking about the world was flat with his dumb ass. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm like, boy, you rich and stupider than a motherfucker. What the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, boy. No, the world's flat. Then now he's doing this whole thing with the vaccination thing. He couldn't even travel with the Brooklyn Nets. Now, uh What's the boy's name? Um, Durant wants to leave the Nets because Kyrie Irving is, is fucked up. 
thinking all this superstitious bullshit. You know? Just like Stevie Wonder said, when you believe in things that you don't don't understand understand. and you suffer, superstition ain't the way. There you go. He's not saying is the way. Listen to the fucking song. Superstition ain't the way. So, anyway, I'm just saying we are in a pickle these days, man. If you're a boss, a black person, you have authority to hire black people. They expect that of you, but no. We want. I've had bosses in my life take care of white folks and women. Ain't never cut no brothers a break. What do you threaten? What, what, you know what I mean? It's just, it's a mess. It's a mess today. Our mental pull down, and then when you get a confident brother that's speaking, the white man look at us like we're a threat. When all we doing is just showing our mother's love. I ain't really dug in your ass, Mr. White Man. I'm really trying to be cool up in this motherfucker. I know you ain't shit, but some people don't see that white man as not being worth a shit. They look at the white skin and think they got to patronize his ass. We really got to stop that bullshit. Anyway, that's it for me. Okay, man. Woo! getting hot up in here. Getting hot. Ooh, we got to turn the air down a little bit more. Well, if you guys got any questions or comments, hit us up tonight, 914-803-4306. And press 1. One to get in the queue. All right. You ready for the Hollywood rapper? Oh. Uh-uh. Take a CC. Yeah, let's okay. take a little CC. I'm going to regroup. I got to sip on this cocktail first. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, let's see. Are you already gave out the phone number, right? 914 and press one. All right, we'll take a quick break, and then we're coming back with the Hollywood wrap up with Kettle. It's the Pajama Party Show. You are listening to the original Pajama Party with Papa Didi, Red Wine, and myself, Kettle. You can listen to us on Deezer, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. So sit back and get your favorite cocktail and listen to your favorite pajama party crew wherever you get your podcast because we are everywhere. Hi, welcome back to the John Party One. Who's Papa Didi? I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Hello, my darling. It's time for Kettle in the Hollywood wrap up. Get all the entertainment news. Oh. All right, Papa Didi, let's get that intro. Because we're ready to go for it. Oh, Lord. Oh, God. Is he trying to be by Hollywood. Okay. All right. Go for it, Kettle. What we got going on? Well, 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 we got quite a bit. We got quite a bit of movies going on. This movie is called The Silent Twins Movie. Is the outstanding true story of twin sisters who only communicated with each, each other. Oh, my goodness. As a result, they created a rich, fascinating world to escape the reality of their own lives. The film is based on the best-selling book, The Silent Twins. And uh, it opens in theaters on September the 16th. So you guys check that out. It's a black movie, and I think you, you, you guys are going to like it. 
Also, fans won't be seeing Daniel Kalua, uh, who played um, W. Kobe in the inaugural Black Panther film, the upcoming sequel. Um, the actor shared the news Entertainment Tonight and revealed that scheduling for his role in another upcoming movie conflicted with that of Black Panther. He said he was filming, film, filming the movie Nope um, by Jordan Peele. So he said, I was always in prep, and then the call came, and he wasn't able to do it. So um, I don't know if they're going to write that character out or what. how they're going to do that. I'm not sure. But uh, I can't wait until the um, the new movie comes out, Black Panther uh, of Wakanda Forever. I think they the, the new release date is 2023, I think, now. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Also, Omar Epps, I haven't heard his name in a while. Uh, Demi Singleton, Miss Lawrence, and um, Anthony B. Jenkins have joined the cast of Lee Daniels' horror movie, The Deliverance. Andre Day, Glenn Close, Monique, um, and Tasha Smith. Um, this, is a, this is a Netflix project. This was inspired by a terrifying true story, A Mother Fights for Her Life, Her Faith, and the Souls of Her Children, after discovering their new home is haunted by a demonic person. Okay, that's on Netflix. Lee Daniels is um, is uh, instrumental in, in that particular film. Monique. I, I wonder guess, what this one is about. I haven't read anything about it yet. Oh, okay. It, it's, 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 it's off of a true story. Oh, okay. Mother fights for her life, the faith and souls of her children. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Um, Lee Daniels is getting back with Monique. You guys must not hear that. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I did hear that. Like, wait a minute. What? Okay, yeah, they done, they done squashed this thing. And they, they move their issues. They moving on, I guess. Okay. She needs some money. That's how I feel. So does he, probably. Well, probably so. Yeah. Figure they get back together, things will work okay. out. Everybody um, gets paid. Worked yeah. out before. Yeah. Four years after her passing, the state of uh, Aretha Franklin has paid off a long-standing debt of $7.8 million. We're talking about millions of dollars today to the IRS. Now that this payment has been uh, rectified, it may reflect positively on her four sons and result in a significant payout and benefit from revenue generated from her legacy. Okay. Imagine, damn, they paid $7.8 million. Imagine how much she got going on. Um, also, Martin Lawrence says Will Smith Flat won't kill Bad Boys 4. He said we got more. Oh. He said we got uh, one more at least. Bad Boys actor Martin Lawrence isn't worried about his co-star Will Smith's infamous Oscar slap, jeopardizing oh the franchise's fourth installment. Um, apparently, unfazed Lawrence has now told Ebony Magazine we got one more at least. Okay. Is that one more that, bad boy? It's about that money. It's my shit that Martin Larson did in his career. <laughs> How the hell do you think Will Smith going to jeopardize? Will Smith was the main no, guy. He's, no, he's saying that it's not. Oh, yeah, okay. right, right, right. But I'm just saying how right. there's no way it could be because... Okay, you can fuss later. Can I finish? Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> the third installment released in 2020, Bad Boys for Life, ranked in uh, $426 million. That was at the box office. It was big. Lawrence told Ebony about the um, success of the first Bad Boy movie. He said, for us to come together and prove that we can deliver, I guess it means two black folks, Mm -hmm. and um, we can pull people into the box office, that two black stars 
uh, two sitcom stars could uh, make money at the box office. It was huge, he said. Okay, I agree with that. So, y'all think we can't do shiggity? <laughs> we show sure what we can. Um, also, um, Constance Wu revealed she admitted suicide after fresh off the boat backlash in 2019. Um, she admitted uh, uh, she, believed she received backlash over her reaction to the fresh off the boat being renewed. Um, Wu reacted negatively to the news of the renewal, which caused people to criticize the actress. Um, she later explained that she was, quote-unquote, temporarily upset at the time because the renewal fresh off the boat meant she had to give up a role that she was really passionate about. Ah, the crazy rich Asians actress disappeared from social media and her work for the past three years. Wu explained that she had attempted suicide following the backlash. She goes on to say, looking back, it's surreal uh, that a few DMs convinced me to end my own life, but that's what happened. Luckily, a friend found me and rushed me to the ER. Um, so she really talks about um, she was going to commit suicide, but it's, here we go about the mental health thing again. Mm-hmm. And um, they were talking about it on the news today. A new suicide number is going to be introduced on tomorrow. The old number, the 1-800 number, will continuously work, but the new number is 988, oh, similar okay. to 911, to make it easier for people to um, to call in if they need help. Okay. So the new suicide number is 988. That's, that's really a, a big deal. So. And, yes, and they were also saying that hopefully they know a lot of people. It's like almost almost 70 million people. It has tripled or doubled as it's far been as calling the new number. Calling, well, as far as that's what the anticipation is going to be. They're wow. working on um, more staff as well because they know they're short staff. So, but uh, yeah, that's my Hollywood wrap up. Okay. Oh, that was a lot of good info. Oh, yeah. All right, Kettle. Oh, I have one more before you close it out. Sure. Um, William Hart, mm-hmm. Delphonics. For those of you old enough to remember the music of the Delphonics, Delphonics' lead writer and singer has passed away at the age of 77. You would recall songs like La La Means I Love You. Mm-hmm. Uh, gosh, I think he was a lead singer on all their songs. Yeah, yeah that was their group. Mm-hmm. You said William Hart? William Hart. Okay. Yeah, he passed away in 77. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Philly. Sound of Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to him and condolences. And condolences to the Delphonics. All right. All right. Well, Kettle, good one, as always. Explain what is the world famous kitchen? Uh, are we going to get back with that thing when I was talking about with the uh, bad boys? What you tell me a bitch later about that? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go, we go to the kissing Go right here. All right. Come like, on I said, like I said last week, mm-hmm. I just think that people need to open up and let Will Smith back in the damn business because he ain't do shit wrong. And we were talking earlier about when the first person throws the aggression out, it's always the second person that gets accused. Okay. Now, like I said, what's that boy's name? Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. You ain't had a heart to say shit about the, what's that boy's name, uh, married to Angelina Jolie. 
Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Right. Now, what if they were married sitting up there? You wouldn't come out and make comment about a white couple. You got to fuck with your own people and then get, get surprised at the results of it. This man was about to win an Oscar. He was very timid that night. You know, when you're about to win some shit and you're out there, about you, you, you're nominated, you, you're on edge. Mm-hmm. You're on edge. You don't want to drink. You don't want to smoke. You know, I'm going to smoke this joint later. Uh, I'm going to take the other drink later because I may have to go make a speech. And I got a lot of people to thank for this movie. The Williams sisters, the whole situation, who played this, and all this shit's on my mind. And me and you don't get along from the beginning, Chris Rock. You fucking my wife years ago when we got history. Oh. Now you're going to come out on a national fucking front, a national platform, and say some bullshit. And if I lost it, I lost it. I don't give a fuck whether that, the boy, what's his name, um, that was running it that night, if it had well, a black overtone, yeah, then, well, so back. what? It got to have a white overtone. It got have a purple overtone. Prince could have been producing a motherfucker. Hey. If shit happens, shit just happens. And we cannot sit Chris Rock aside and say that he had no fault. You come out talking about the girl at the Oscars and she's dressed and she's looking good and she's, she's Jada Pinkett Smith. She's a celebrity like you. How the fuck you gonna come out and say some more bullshit? You lucky Jada ain't gonna be and smack you. Then you have been, but see, here's the deal now. Here's the deal. When he becomes the host next year, the Oscars, what kind of jokes you gonna say next year? Because a lot of people ain't going to be liking up. half of that shit you're saying. Mm, shut it up. And like I said, you want to get a true picture of Chris Rock, just look at one of those uh, Beverly Hill Cops franchises with the fucking dump truck when he's saying, I charge $5 for cars, $10, what the hell is this? When he had his high hair in the front, mm. you know, all Chris Rock did is got a haircut and put a suit on. Other than that, that motherfucker's about his country, but I, I ain't putting the brother down. I like him. But please, brother. You got smacked because you deserved it. And Will Smith, don't give up, my Philly brother. You a bad motherfucker, you know. And and getting back, we'll be saying last thing I'm gonna say. That situation with Martin Lawrence, that Aries done did more bullshit in his career. Remember, he was butt naked out in the middle of the street when he broke up with his girlfriend yeah, that time, cool. all crazy and shit. Yeah, so cool. claimed he was bipolar. Yeah, I'm bipolar. I'm <laughs> naked and, and I broke up with my girl. In all those bad boy movies, Will Smith was the one that was always together. Shaved, cleaned up. You know, they they projected Martin Lawrence as the big stomach married guy with the kids and all the bullshit. Anyway, I'm going to leave that alone. Okay. Get off your soapbox. Yeah, I'm off your soapbox. Now can you tell people what the kissing list is? Uh, The kissing list is people that show their butt hiney over the last week or so. And, uh, you know, and we got them list of uh, all those terrorizers. We can start off with the lady today in Marshville, Pennsylvania. That mutt at that Popeye's that was treating me like shit. She was the boss. She was running that place like a tyrant. Mm, okay, so we got the tyrant at Popeye's. The tyrant at Popeye's. <laughs> okay, I got, I got the dirty Detroit cop. Mm-hmm. The dirty cops in Baltimore. Specifically, Keith Gladstone, who's an ex- Sergeant now. Um, the Ohio police chief officer, so the Ohio police chief, been telling, was now telling his officers to not wear their name badges. And this is after the situation in Akron where the brother was shot 
at first they said 60. Now the autopsy is saying, well, he was shot 47 times. And I'm like, so y'all think that makes it better? Exactly. Well, the but, mothers have an open casket. Oh, yeah. Like they Dillon. already did. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was already there. Yeah. yeah, that's already happened. But mm-hmm. anyway, I'm putting that Ohio police chief on the kiss it list. Because I feel like that's some bull. What was his name? I don't know his oh, name. Right. I just know he's the police chief. Told his officers, just don't wear your name, name badges, you know. So I guess when you're out and something crazy pops off, at least oh, they won't know your name. I'm like, what? See, this is... Anyway. Oh, you know, another person I want to put on kids' list is that, uh, that Senator Manchin. Yeah, that's a good one. West that, Virginia. That West Virginia Senator. He's a Democrat, but this this book pulls some Republicans every time. Every time Biden's trying to put together some kind of plan, he always goes to the other side. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Won't you just, be, won't you just become a Republican? Why are you wearing a Democrat label and siding with Republicans? I mean, he's a war sheep Yeah. Yeah, he truly is. Who was um, Big Enola and Hawker? That was somebody you talked oh, about. Oh, that, that was those cops that were okay. involved in that Baltimore situation. Okay. Yeah, they're on the kids' list, too. Uh-huh. Also, I've got the uh, Las Vegas Garden Railway Society for that lynching display that they claim, oh, we didn't realize, we didn't mean any offense. We didn't, didn't realize, realize it was a black man that was being lynched. It's a figurine that was a black man. Yeah. Like, like, who the hell else is being fucking lynched, honey? It's See, she's going to make me cuss anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the woman who's in charge of that uh, society, Miss Sue Jerems, He's on the kissing list. Thank you. Uh, 45 for talking all that smack about he canceled one of his rallies out of respect for the passing of his ex-wife, um, Ivana Trump. I'm like, dude, you're just trying to get some publicity Ivanka. off of it. Ivanka Trump. No, her name is Ivana. I thought it was Ivanka. Is it Ivana? Ivanka. Ivanka. Okay, Ivanka. It's so close to the daughter. Okay, I, I mix them up. The mama, the mama of the three babies. It's Ivan, Ivanka. Well, she got the hell out of there, though. God bless her. She got away from his ass early. Um, okay, uh, who else we got? I said 45. The Tokyo people of the red wine, bathing in the oh, red wine. Oh, you want to put them on the kids' list? I sure am. And, okay. And another another <laughs> senator named uh, Solis. Oh, yeah. He's another jerk off. That's he's a Republican. He he's the one that got shot in the baseball field. Oh, Down his ass and heel, he's acting like he's just hmm. fuck it. I'm back. Fuck all y'all. I'm back. Who was psychotic Sanders? Talked about him. Oh, I don't know. Oh, that was that man that killed his best friend. Oh, because okay. he was trying to. He thought he was gonna feed him to Bigfoot. Oh, God. yeah. All right. Is that everybody? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was know. crazy. All right, we got a special prize for everybody on this week's Kiss It List. Kiss Cheers. my in high ass. Kiss my Irish ass. You better kiss my Irish ass. This world kiss my ass. Kiss my ass.
All right, welcome back to John Party One. Your host Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle Hello. and Red Wine. Oh, why, darling? All right. Why are you looking at me? Time for the last word. <laughs> I'm looking at you because it's time for the last. It's time for the last word. Last word. Yeah, what's your last word tonight, Papa Didi? My last word is that man. It's almost like the black man is an endangered species, man. Uh. You know what I mean, when I went in that store today. This woman just like, you know, she saw me. She just like, there was no respect given at all. And I just went in to buy some chicken. Mm. Next you know, she's just throwing all kind of controversial overtones just to, to bring the blackness out of me. I didn't let it happen, you know. Mm. But she was just so... You had to keep it in. And like I said, this lady was a straight <laughs> mutt. I mean, if you think her father was probably Filipino and her mother was Colombian. He was a mutt. Couldn't even speak English and shit. I'm like, look at that. Somebody came along, gave you a fucking job, and now you just going to tell black folks to piss your ass. Your last word is? My last word, yeah. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> Always keep my ass in perspective. Mm. My last word is just uh, walk easy. You know, just don't don't spend your money where you're not being respected. No you way. know, I mean, I was committed because I was hungry at the time. The chicken looked good. It was nice and light. You know, the, the grease wasn't fucking overburnt. I don't like dark grease on my chicken. And, it, you know, it was good. Okay. But um, my last word is oh. be safe. See, they fucking with me, but I, I like I give them free time. I don't harass y'all. <laughs> anyway, be safe out there. You know, take care of yourself. And um, be kind to the brothers, you know? You don't mean no harm. Okay. Well, okay. my last word is, like I said in... in uh, I'm just saying, we're at capacity for bullcrap apologies. Yeah. So for all these people who are going to just do stuff that you know is offensive, you know it ain't right, and then you're going to come on the back end and say, oh, we're sorry, we apologize. How about you just stuff that? That's my last word. Mm. What's your last word, Kat? That was short. <laughs> mm. I'm just saying. Um, I think these young folks out here need to realize that we come from kings and queens. Mm-hmm. And... If you guys don't do your history, y'all need to start reading more. I don't care if it's on the computer, on a book, or whatever. Find out where you come from, then maybe you'll go further than trying to get to. Because half these damn young folks out here ain't doing shaking. They got so much free stuff out here, it doesn't make any sense. Now, the mayor talks about Infrastructure Academy. It's free, free, and free for D.C. residents. They don't care what age you are. You can go learn a trade, 10 different trades. You can work for Pepco, Washington Gas, and so on and so on. You can make up to $22 an hour. Mm. Young folks, hear what I'm saying. No excuse. Okay, no excuse. Get it together. If you're poor, act like you're poor. Okay. Electric companies apply for benefits, apply for, I only make $30,000 a year. Give me, you know, half of my electric bill. If you're poor, act like you're poor. Anyway. All right. Thank you. Okay. That was the last word. I did want to, one last note before we go. Mention the Mary Cloud Bassoon. A statue was unveiled. Nation's capital. This was on Wednesday. She's the first. She became the first Black American to be represented with a statue in the National Statutory Hall. All right. The National Statutory Hall is a room integrated to the history of the United States Capitol. Yes, Ms. Bethesda. Okay. 
That's what I'm talking about. Get your problem. That's what I'm talking about. After the fact, but get your problem. Folks, learn your history. History, history, history. She walked the ground with um, Roosevelt's wife. Yes. Hey, they made a lot of changes, a lot of difference. So just read. Read your history. Okay. And also, before we go, I just want to shout out Jalen Walker. His mother had his funeral. That's the brother that was shot. 60, somewhere between 48 and 47 and 60 times in Akron, Ohio. Wow. He had his back. funeral this week. Yeah, shot in the back mm. while he was running. Mm. He had an open casket funeral, mm. like Emmett Till's mother, mm. because she wanted people to see what these police did to her son. Mm. She said, no, I'm not closing it. I want you to see what they did. Mm. So shout out to the Jalen Walker family. Mm. And, again, I wanted to mention that mental health hotline. Mm -hmm. If you have a mental health crisis or you need help, you need to talk to somebody, 988. That's the number. Don't call 911. Call 988. They're saying hopefully that this particular hotline will help deter people from calling the police. Yeah. That way it won't be... So many killings, shootings, and things of that nature because mm-hmm. the police department, they are not equipped to handle not at all. health issues. So and they've they they proven that over right. and over. They're not trained. And they shot that brother because they were too fat to run. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes because they just, you know, they don't care. Yeah. When they, they see care. that somebody's having a mental crisis, they just feel like, look, I don't have time for that. There you I'm go. not dealing with there that. If you don't want to adhere to what I'm saying, right. I'm giving you commands. Mm-hmm. You're not following the commands. I'm going to put a bullet in you and shut this down. Right. That resolves that resolve everything. Yeah. That, that, like you said, that'll resolve it. Yep. I'm telling you to put down the bottle, the, the knife, the whip, the whatever you got, mm-hmm. and you're not listening. Right. Bang, bang. Mm-hmm. Problem solved. you're not in the right state of mind, you're not going to comprehend that anyway. Exactly. So. Because you don't know what they may be seeing. If they're right. hallucinating, right. they might think you're a yep. dragon and they're trying to defend themselves. They don't know what's going on. And they just come in there like, you know, hey, I told you five times, three times, twice, whatever. I hate to go back, but that's kind of what happened with Rodney King. Yeah. He said he was really doped up and he was, you know, hallucinating some other things. So, but, uh, yeah. All right. All right. Anything mm. else before we go? We're trying to get that last thing in. Papa Diddy, anything else before we go? No, just condolences to uh, Donald Trump's ex-wife. You know, God bless her soul. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Yeah, they said that she died from injuries from falling down the steps. Oh, I did see that late this evening. They were trying to determine their cause of death, and they said it was based on injuries from falling down the stairs. Sometimes older people, they may fall or... And nobody's there. Yeah. You know, they could have been, you know, laying there, sitting there for a while. So if nobody can get to them quickly, then... Yeah, sometimes you know. that vertigo can come out of nowhere, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Vertigo is a mess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. If people aren't familiar with that, that's when you get dizzy and you can't quite, you know, see things straight. Right. So, all right. Well, again, we just want to thank everybody for hanging out with us tonight. Um Shout out to our parent company, DC Homegrown. You can check them out at uh, dchomegrown.com uh-huh. <laughs> and visit our website at apajamaparty.com. And also, we're on uh, several podcasts, 
So depending on where you get your podcast, we're probably there. All right. Deezer, Stitcher, uh, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Radio. Mm-hmm. Who else? Google. Yeah, Spotify. Like you said. Yeah, we said Spotify. Okay. Uh-huh. Check us out. Yeah, we're working on Pandora. We'll be on that one shortly. So, yeah, check us out. If you missed the show live, uh, you can either hit us up on our website or check out your Whatever, wherever you get your podcast, we're probably there. We're everywhere. That's what we do. Like those shit Oh, Lord. Okay. Everybody get out of here. <laughs> on that note. Shut it down. Yes, time to shut it down. Yes. All right. All right. Well, let's say good night and uh, get on out of here. Say good night, Papa Didi. Good night. Say good night, Kettle. Good night. And this is Red Wine saying good night, bonsoir, adios, arrivederci, ciao. We're out. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, arrivederci, sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko, sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.